how magical that moment was. When I knew that I have a sponsor now, it changed everything, literally. My name is Eric. I'm born in a family of eight children, four boys, four girls. My father died when I was eight years. And the time my father died, it changed the whole story. The relatives from his ancestral home came and took away all the wealth. At the time, we were barely left with nothing. Life was never the same at that point. It meant uh, not having access to better health, not having access to good education. We so much wanted to be at school, but we never had an opportunity. That was all gone. An uncle who worked with Compassion as a volunteer, he got in contact with my elder sister. Uh, they worked alongside with my mom to have us registered in a Compassion program. There was this big ray of hope, Compassion coming in. When I knew that I have a sponsor now, this was another highlight to me. Like uh, getting a sponsor, it changed everything literally. I'm worth, I have a life, I'm loved. I'd just finished university. She came and surprised me. Is there anyone who would desire to come and like take care of you? Is there anyone who would be thinking about you? From the other end of the world, you receive news that someone is coming in. Actually, Eric, we have a message from Dorothy and we'd love to share it today. Hi Eric, it is so good to be able to send you a message today. I had no idea the impact my sponsorship would have and it's just been amazing to see how far you've come since I first started sponsoring you when you were eight. I am so proud of you and I've definitely gained a friend for life. Keep in touch. Every time I think of Dorothy, I, I just see a person who changed the world, who saw a desert and believed that there is water. It can turn into a big tree. It can turn into a forest. Sponsoring a child with compassion is giving an opportunity to live. It's more than just picking a name. It's more than just sending the little money, writing letters. It's more of giving a life and making that life worth living and very meaningful. About 10 years ago, uh, my wife and I had an opportunity to travel to Bolivia uh, with Compassion Canada to kind of get an inside look at the ministry that is Compassion. And my wife and I were really captivated by the work they do, but more importantly, how they go about doing it. Uh, that has led to us as a family um, sponsoring three children. Um, our first uh, guy was a, a guy named Mateo. Um, he is from Brazil. 
and we sponsored him years ago, and he's almost at the point where he's kind of graduating out of the program. Uh, we have another girl named Nada who has graduated out of the program, and Amy and I got to meet her uh, several years ago when our church went back to Cochabamba in Bolivia, because there's about a hundred of you that sponsor children through Compassion, most of them in that village of Cochabamba, and I know some of you have sponsored children from the current uh, location in El Salvador, uh, where before COVID arrived, we launched a child care center um, through Compassion, and we have a, an, our third sponsor through there, and her name is Patty. And this morning, we have uh, an incredible opportunity to hear from a gentleman by the name of Eric. Eric is going to join me on the platform. Eric is a graduate from the program through Compassion, and he has a tremendous story, and I'd love for you to welcome him to the platform this morning. Thank you so much. It's all. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Phil. And uh, I'm going to take this worship band. The team, I'm going to go with it. They really do an amazing job. I've been enjoying the worship from the first service and the second service. And um, I want to thank everyone who is here today. Right from the time I stepped at the airport, there was this connection I had. I started uh, connecting with people randomly. People were coming and saying, hello, hi, how are you, where are you from? And felt like I'd known them way back. I'm just so grateful for everyone who is here. You guys are so amazing, and it's such a great community to be at. Yeah, um, it's just uh, so much with deep emotions, but with very profound joy for me to be here and share my story, uh, the story about my life today with you. Uh, my name is Eric Kaya Ojobile, and I am from Uganda. I'm born in a family of eight children, four boys and four girls. At that time, uh, everything seemed perfectly well, like everything was going on so well. Not until at the age of eight when I lost my dad. When my father died, things started uh, turning south otherwise. And when my dad died, he was the breadwinner of the family. He's the one who provided for us. So that meant that my mother left with only, with us, she only had her tailoring skills. So that's all she had to take care of us. Meaning that the main source of income was gone. But as if that wasn't enough, the wealth that my dad had left us with, so the people from his, people from the ancestral home, came and took what he had left for us and literally meant that, you know what, we're left with nothing. And that was the time poverty started speaking my story. Started, uh, poverty was part of my story with uh, the grave and insecurity. That's all now that I'd started seeing at the time. But uh, so my mom, being a hardworking woman who dearly loved us so much, she would do anything to protect her children at that time. So in the process of struggling to take care of us, one of the uncles, who was a friend to her, came and told her, you know what, uh, there was a clan meeting that happened, and they're planning to come and take the children away from you. So when my mom heard about that, she decided to get us and had to take us all the way to a remote area and we started living in a one-roomed, muddy house. That's what we were reduced to. And during that time, that's when 
we realized that, oh, the meals we were having, we could barely even afford a meal for a day. It was survival for the fittest. The health, the treatment that we had, we couldn't even afford any medical care. Our clothes, we couldn't even afford clothes. All the clothes that we had before our dad died were all getting thin that we couldn't even afford buying the clothes. And that's when poverty started speaking to me. But you know what? You are worth nothing. This is what you're reduced to, and this is what you're going to be. And we used to even speak amongst ourselves. We're like, you know what? We are the caste family. We are going to mount to nothing. There is nothing happening. We are worth nothing. All the hope at that time was shattered. Like, we definitely like, couldn't even have that strength right, to speak anything positive. Because all we were seeing was the closed door before us. Let me pause my story here. I just want to tell you a little bit about compassion. So compassion, essentially, there are three things I just want to share with you about compassion. One of the things that compassion does is uh, compassion is Christ-centered. We believe that Christ is the firm foundation that Everything, like with compassion, we believe that Jesus is the founder of everything. And we know that one day he will come and mend all those who are brokenhearted. And then we also, the other thing we know about compassion, I just want us to know about compassion, is compassion is child-focused. That compassion believes that empowering a child is uh, empowering, is transforming a community. Because when you transform this child, when you empower this child, this child is going to become someone more responsible and a contributing member of their community. And then the last element I want to share about compassion is church-driven. You see, all the compassion programs are based like on a local church. So these local churches know the children around the community. They know who is the most vulnerable child to support. And that's how they enroll the children. So these children are really got from a very known community. And, uh, they are far, and um, the way they support them, it's more uh, the pastors. There is a way how a community knows the most vulnerable. And so it helps them in that way. And 87% of the, every cent you give goes directly to these children from all, I mean, the donations that are uh, done through Compassion. For more information about Compassion, I'll refer you to Dev. Dev is right behind uh, there. He will give you all the information about Compassion after. So back to my story. So when all that happened, life was so meaningless for me at that time, and it didn't mean anything at that time, like, until I joined Compassion. When I joined Compassion, this is when everything started changing for me. This is when the first thing I did, I got a sponsor. The moment I got a sponsor, I remember getting that letter, the first letter I got from my sponsor, telling me that, I'm going to take care of you. Eric, you've got a sponsor. Her name is Dorothy. I call her Dora but she's Dorothy. Uh, she writes and tells me, I'm going to take care of you. At that time, it really, I didn't know how to react. I didn't know how to respond. Because I didn't know, like, I was just so used to the life of not having. 
right? And then I've been told that you're having a sponsor who is going to help you now. You're going to go back to school. You're going to have medical care. You're going to have your school, everything taken care of through compassion. This was so mind-blowing. It was so magical at the time. I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even think through it at that time. But as I went on through the program, one of the things I so much gratefully thank God for is the gift of salvation. The gift of salvation is what kept me going. This is when I realized what it means, like having Christ within me. That's when every story that I, poverty, had written, the lies I had had, all started changing. When I received Christ, it was, uh, it was in 1999 when I was 13 years. And uh, this is when I started realizing, it was during a youth conference uh, organized by Compassion. This is when I gave my life to Christ and I accepted him as the Lord and personal savior. And this is when I started realizing that, you know what? I'm actually a child of God. I'm a gift. I'm made in his image. Meaning that, you know what? When you look in uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, that's when I realized the plans he has for me, plans to prosper and plans for a good future for me. And then I started reading scriptures like more of... Uh, Philippians 1.6, that he who started a good work in you will accomplish it to the very end. So all those started speaking a story in my life. Uh, Romans 8.28, that, you know, uh, he who, uh, the Lord, uh, he has good plans for you, that he who started a good work in you will accomplish it to the very end. But also knowing that, you know what, he knows you and he is there for you. So I got the salvation, and then also the education. I was able to graduate with my bachelor's degree in social work. I was also able, when you look at here, uh, the health, better health. Back before I joined Compassion, the way we used to survive, we would get the tomato leaves, right? And then squeeze them. That's what we would use to treat the ear infections. And sometimes we would have even dirty hands, like the process, and end up even hurting ourselves much more. But when compassion took me on, that became history. And that's when I started having pure health, having a doctor coming in and taking good care of me thoroughly. And then also my hope was rescued, uh, restored in the sense that I got this strong sense of uh, I reached the point of self-actualization. I realized, you know what, there is much more to life than, than just, you know, the suffering. The other impact was when I, when I finished my final exam and my sponsor came to visit me. This was another big, big... I just held her. I just wanted to keep hugging her and tell her how much I was so grateful for what she had done. In fact, after... She came back the second time. Uh, this was when I was a project manager of one of the local agencies. And she went straight away after the visit and wrote on her profile how like we had met and what it meant to her. So bringing all that together, today I feel like we are in Jesse's house. Jesse, when we read uh, from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 16, from verse 1 to 12, you could, when you get time, you could go back and read when Jesse was uh, 
Prophet Samuel went to Jesse's house and told Jesse, you know what? There is a king in your house today. Uh, when he told him, he's like a king, and all he thought of at that time were about his kids, the ones who were well-built, the strong ones. So Prophet Samuel told him, you know what? Bring your children, and uh, from these children, there is a king. I'm going to choose a king. The Lord has told me to come and get a king from this house. So when he brought his first child, the strong and big, and said, you know what? This looks like a king. We should have this child is the king. And then Prophet Samuel told him, you know what? No, that's not the king. And then went to the second child and told him, that's not the king. The fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, that's not the king. And then told him, are these all the children you're having? And he told them, you know what? Oh, there is one more child. He's still turning to the cattle, to the sheep in the field. When he told them that, he's like, you know what, go get him. And when he brought him, he anointed him. He said immediately, you know what, this is the king. I don't know how to say this. When he told him this is the king, I do not, I'm not far from that story. These children are trapped just like the way David was trapped in the field, turning to the ship. David wasn't recognized at all. David was seen as a child who belonged to the field, just turning to the cattle. No one saw David as a king. No one sees these children, who they are meant to be. We have children who are meant to be powerful people. We have children who are meant to send the message of God to all over the world. We have children who are meant to be doctors. We have children who are meant to be pilots, who are meant to be powerful, but they are trapped right in poverty. I was one of those children. At the time, I never saw myself the way I am right now. I saw myself as that child held in poverty, not knowing what was ahead of me, was a, that's where I was. That's what I lived. I never knew that I would at one point be someone important. Right now, the Lord, through compassion, empowering me, I've been able to support hundreds of youth, youth who have been addicted, youth who have lost hope. I've been a ray of hope in their lives. But I just imagine if I was held in that trap, if my sponsor never took a moment to step forward and say, you know what, I'm going to take you on. I would have been somewhere there. My dreams would have been all shut down. But because she took a step, just like today, at, this, at, the, at the table, and said, you know what, I'm going to take you on. I started sponsoring children when I was at the university. And I was using just the allowance that was given to me by compassion, the allowance that was budgeted. But I would use that to sponsor a child. I just want to encourage you. You are so much capable of helping those children who are trapped. Today, I am the voice. I'm sharing out. But when you go on those tables, it's not me. It's those children. I'm just speaking on their behalf. Just imagine 
those 14 year, eight year, six year, one year old kids, they're just requesting for someone to come and help them get them out of the trap they are in. And you have the opportunity. Compassion helps like children, support children, and it's just only $47 a month. I could never realize how much this $47 could transform a life. Right now, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the $47. Dorothy chose to commit herself to, to support me. I just want to let you know, we have tables outside. There are two tables, and those tables have profiles for these children. Each child has a unique story to tell. Like, they, the, the procures, the, the profiles have details of that. I just want to encourage you, take a moment and get a profile there and transform a child because we never know what's going to happen to this child. But there is so much more potential with these children that uh, a lot is happening in their lives. But someone like you, if you step up and help this child, there is going to be a great transformation. Right now, I preach at my church. I do facilitate Bible study. I live in Ottawa with my wife. My wife is a Canadian, and we have two children. One is a, uh, is a biological, and the other we adopted him when he was 13. Right now, uh, the one we adopted at 13, he's now 20 years at the university. And I didn't know the influence I was causing on him. And all he wants is to be a social worker as well. <clears throat> That's the much influence we've caused. I just want to encourage you that if you have a moment, you might be thinking about what's happening, but there is no mistake for you being here today. God had a purpose as to why you are here today. And may you listen to the voice of God and take an opportunity to sponsor this child and get them out of the situation they are in. I just want to take an, an opportunity to pray. And uh, I don't know if my time looks like this up. I just want to take an opportunity and pray for the service. Heavenly Father, King of Kings, thank you once again for loving us so much. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for showing us how gracious you are to us, Lord Jesus, mighty God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the God who knows us, Lord Father Jesus, that you knew us right even before we were put in our mother's womb, Lord Jesus, Father mighty. And you have amazing plans for us, Lord Jesus. I pray for each and every individual here, Lord Father Jesus, that may you use them for your noble cause, Lord Jesus. I strongly believe probably there are some of you here who've ever wished to do missionary work, Lord Jesus. This could be a very special opportunity to do, uh, support a child who will probably at the end be ministering and uh, uh, spreading the gospel all over the world, Lord Jesus, my God. I pray, Lord Father Jesus, that you create a way, Lord Father, where there seems to be no way, Lord Jesus, Father, my God, that may your people, Lord Father, not hide away from this calling, Lord Jesus, my God, but give them the grace, Lord Father, give them the courage and the faith to believe that they are called to do so, Lord Jesus, my God. May you bless each and every one as they go back home, Lord Father Jesus. We pray for journey mercies and, Lord Father, for the blessings throughout the week prayed and believed in Jesus' name. Amen.